Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash being boss. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson, and in this episode, I'm chatting with project manager Jackie Cahill on the importance of project management for small businesses, even if you're a solopreneur, and diving into the phases of project management, debunking myths, and peeling back the curtain to common mistakes to help you embrace the solution to help you bring success to your vision. You can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show and share us with a friend. Want to build a more streamlined business, but want to do it in quick spurts of actionable info? Then you've got to check out I Digress, a show hosted by Troy Sandage, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. With shows under 30 minutes, I Digress helps eliminate complexity, complications, and confusion in your business with frameworks and strategies to achieve scalable and sustainable success, and does so with episodes like How to Attract Your Ideal Customer in an Oversaturated Market, and Hourly Rates versus versus project pricing, charge for value for results instead of time. Learn more and listen to I Digress wherever you get your podcasts. Jackie Cahill is the Senior Project Manager at Biddy Tarot. She leads the team in completing marketing initiatives, product development, and other various projects. She also oversees the project management arm of the business, providing training and support to the team. Jackie eats, breathes, and sleeps organization lists and color-coded calendars, and it's always been the way. At 10 years old, she was creating rigorous syllabi for her younger siblings to follow over their summer vacations. So you could say she was destined for project management from the start. Jackie, welcome to Being Boss. I'm so excited to have a project manager on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're going to be diving into so many things. And I have like a whole setup for us. But before I get too rambly and too excited about talking about project management, I would love to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and and tell us tell us what it is that you do and how it is that you got to where you are. Absolutely. Um, so I am a project manager. Primarily, I work on marketing project management these days, but you could say I've been a project manager my whole life. Um, <laughs> yep. Even as a child growing up, I've always loved schedules and lists and color-coded calendars. It's a part of my being. So this is kind of the perfect career for me. Um, but I started in project management in my first job out of college, my first job uh, in the corporate world where I worked for a luxury automotive brand as their digital marketing manager. And I say that's where I got my start in project management because 
I was managing marketing projects on a monthly and quarterly basis. Um, and I also had to manage a team of digital marketers and business development center agents to make sure that we had everything ready for our monthly campaigns from advertising creatives to TV commercial shoots and everything in between. Um, so that's really where I got my start uh, professionally as a project manager. And then from there, um, my husband actually moves all the time for his job. Um, and we actually moved to Italy and lived in Europe for quite a, quite a long time, about four years. Um, and when I was living in Europe, I actually was teaching English as a second language, which let me tell you, teachers are project <laughs> managers. Um, curriculum development and scheduling is a legitimate difficult job where you have to cram in a lot in a short amount of time. And so I did that for, for uh, four years. And, and let me tell you, that is where I learned about the other important element of project management, which is the pivot. Um, so oftentimes you can plan everything out and have all of your scheduling, but things go awry. Um, and that's especially true in teaching. Maybe your students just aren't understanding a concept or you plan an activity. You think it's going to be 45 minutes long and it ends up being 10 minutes long. Uh, so you have to master the art of problem solving in real time. Um, so that definitely helped me to strengthen my problem solving and pivoting skills, which have, come in handy uh, in my current job as a project manager um, working remotely for Biddy Tarot. It's a tarot company. Um, I am so grateful to be there because, as I mentioned, my husband moves quite a bit for his job. So I'm able to work remotely and do something that I'm really passionate about, which is helping people learn about tarot and the power of tarot for uh, connecting with your higher self and um, spiritual growth and development. So that's where I am now. And, and I'm not looking back. I love it there. <laughs> I love this story because like all good, like, like all good bosses, like there's always this like inkling of what you're going to be great at, like before you even start doing it. So the fact that you were like color coding and doing all these things before you even started work is like it's always a good sign that you are like on the path that you're supposed to be on, right? When you can follow that thread since you were a kid, that's a good sign. Completely. Yeah. As a child too, I'm a, I'm one of five. And during our summer vacations, I used to create like summer syllabi for my siblings. <laughs> for like every week I'm of sure summer they love vacation. That. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they always did their homework for me, but yeah, it's, it's always been a part of my personality. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And and for anyone who is curious, we have had Bridget, founder of Biddy Tarot, on the show a number of times over the past couple of years. She's a very dear friend of mine. Um, so if you want to listen to any of those shows, you're more than welcome to hit up our show notes and we'll include links to all of those there. But I'm excited to talk to you most about project management. I was telling you earlier that, you know, Corey from the Being Boss team works with you at Biddy as well. And he's always like, he's always so excited and impressed to talk about like just how efficiently and effectively things run and working with a project manager um, who does things so well is it sort of holds us accountable to do better with what we do at Being Boss as well sometimes. So, um, so I'm excited to talk to you about what this looks like and sort of the skills required because 
For a long time, I have held true that there are a couple of important skill sets that I think all entrepreneurs need to have at least a basic understanding of, period. I think, and, and you know, there's a couple of different like areas of this. Like I think if you're an online entrepreneur, you probably, it, you would be well served to understand the basis of HTML, right? Of like basics of coding. If you are an entrepreneur, I think you need to know at least the basics of project management. Um, it's one of those skills that will so much bolster your endeavors. Um, and creatives often have a really hard time understanding why that's important. <laughs> right? They're creatives. They want to go out and just do the thing and follow the shiny objects and, um, and you know, go where their energy is and stop maybe when they feel they're done with it. Or, or whatever it looks like for creatives in whatever field they may be. And then also on the flip side of it, I see creatives struggling with this idea of, I don't know what to do next, mm-hmm. right? It's something they run into all the time. I'm hearing it constantly. And for me, the answer is project management, right? To plan your projects out so you'll know what you're doing next. So that's really the place from which I want to chat with you about the importance of project management and really through the lens of even if you're working by yourself, because I think that is so important. So with that in mind, if you can give us a definition of what project management is and why you think it's an important skill set to have present in any business, even if it's a solopreneur business. Absolutely. Um, So project management is really key to the success of any vision that you have. Um, It's how you make your vision a reality. So simply put, project management is just applying processes, skills, and knowledge to achieve a project following a set of parameters like a budget or a timeline. Um, And I like to use for people who are new to project management, I think using event planners is a really good example to help you understand what a project manager does and what project management is. And basically, you hire an event planner to help support you in creating an event that you have envisioned. And so that's what project managers do, but for any project that you have in mind, for any vision. Um, but if you're not working with a project manager and you're just, you know, starting out solo, that's okay too. Applying the project management processes and skills, it's really important to helping you achieve success and complete whatever your vision is. Um, so if you're working on something by yourself, I would say first and foremost, whenever you have a vision, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get excited about the end vision and they have this idea in mind, this end goal. And then they say, okay, that's the end goal. I'm just going to start doing it every day. Like writing a book, for example, uh, writing a book doesn't just start by sitting down and writing it, and then it's just going to magically happen. Um, the first step is actually planning and scheduling. What does it actually look like to do that? So on a day-to-day basis, how can you take your vision and break it down into smaller parts so that on the, the day-to-day, you understand what do you need to focus on today? And then what do you need to focus on tomorrow and next week? And you can set out some major milestones. Uh, so for example, let's say your vision is to write a book. Well, first and foremost, 
you have to plan and outline what is that book going to look like? And you can say, well, how long should I take to do that? Maybe that's going to take you a week or two. And then from there, where do you want to start? Do you want to start by writing chapter one or do you want to start by writing the conclusion? And you can map things out by those major milestones and just sitting down and kind of mapping out, hey, what are the smaller chunks to bring this to completion is really what's going to set you up for success. And when you wake up every day, you're not going to spend time going, oh, what should I work on today? And wondering about how to even get started. You're going to have an action plan already there, ready and waiting for you. So even if you're working on your own on a project, just having that plan and that roadmap is really going to set you up for success. Um, and save you a lot of time because you're not going to have to wonder what you have to do today. It's already going to be all laid out there for you. Yes. I often get questions from bosses wanting to know, like, how is it, how is it that we get so much done? Right. And one of the most important answers is I'm never wasting any time thinking about what I need to do today ever because I sit down once for a project or once for a quarter and I make an entire plan and map out everything that I need to do for everything over the course of, you know, the entire course of whatever window of time I'm looking at. I do that planning one time and then I sit down every day and just look at my to-do list and I start knocking the things off. So I'm never, ever <laughs> thinking about what it is that I'm doing next apart from those planning sessions that I have um, or having someone on my team who's doing it or whatever it may be. But there's a couple of things I want to point out here that I, I'm loving from this. And one is that project management is what ensures the success of a vision. I feel like that's something that can absolutely hit home for anyone who's listening to this or especially anyone who's struggling with seeing their vision come to fruition because it's quite possible, I think, that project management is the missing piece of the puzzle and like real project management, not like I kind of started one, like I, you know, I, I, I gave it a good go and then, you know, didn't complete the plan, whatever it may be. But I do find that project management is the thing that makes it so much easier to make it to the fulfillment of a vision um, in a way that not having a plan and not properly managing any kind of project um, would get you. I also love this book idea because this is the perfect illustration for someone who may be a solopreneur, right? Or solopreneur, or you just, you have a team and you just want to do something on your own, but you've forgotten the importance of project managing for your own personal projects. Because that is a perfect example to show that if you want to do something big and complex and that's going to take, you know, more than 15 minutes of your time or whatever it may be, sitting down for 15, 30 minutes to plan out what the next six weeks looks like for the, you know, completion of this project, something as personal and as, as solo as writing a book is the thing that will help you show up and make that thing happen um, in a way that makes that planning time more worth it than you could ever quantify. Totally, completely. The other thing that I want to mention about planning your projects and the power of doing that is oftentimes when you sit down and you're mapping out your next steps, you realize the things that you forgot in your larger vision. 
the details that actually are really critical to the completion and success of a project or a vision, which when we're thinking big picture, oftentimes we miss those details and that's okay. That's important in big picture thinking. But then when we get into the planning stage, we realize, oh, you know what? I actually need to contact an agent about this. Or I actually don't know what to do after I finish my manuscript. So it shows you your blind spots and the other steps you may have missed in your vision process. And that helps set you up for success because you realize, oh, actually, part of my process here is learning how to get in touch with an agent and, um, you know, doing the research and reaching out to people about what happens when I finish my book. And you can start thinking about that and planning for that earlier on. So that way, when you finish your manuscript, you don't kind of twiddle your thumbs and say, well, great, what do I do now? You've already thought about that and you've already possibly started speaking with people. So the planning stage and creating that roadmap also helps you to to understand what some of those additional steps are that you might not have been thinking about in the visionary process. Yes. And I have a, like, here's the flip side of that, that I've heard from bosses as well. Sometimes creatives, bosses, business owners, whoever struggle with sitting down to project manage because they're scared of what they don't know if that makes sense. So they're afraid of getting into the process of project management because they know that there is like a whole section that they have no idea about. They don't know what they need to do for, you know, phase number four. So they don't even get started project managing any of it because they know that there are holes in their knowledge. Can you speak to speak to that mindset at all? Absolutely. I think that speaks to our fear mindset a lot of the time. Um, We are afraid to start something because we are afraid to fail at it. And we're afraid of the things that we don't know about. But the beauty of confronting our fears and facing, oh, actually, there is a gap in my knowledge, um, is that we can overcome that. And we can actually be successful in in our vision because we're saying, you know, there's actually a a gap in my skill here, but this is something I really care about. This is a project I really want to pursue. And so I'm going to do what it takes to figure out how to fill that gap or to find someone to help me with that. Or alternatively, you might realize, hey, I have a gap in my skill set here, or I actually don't know what to do here and it's causing a block. And that block is actually telling me, this isn't the project for me right now. And this is not what I should be focusing my time and energy on. And that's okay too. And that's important because it's so much worse to start a project and invest your time and energy for hours or weeks or months to then realize that it's actually not something you care about. It's not something that you really want to pursue. So in that regard, it helps you to reprioritize and figure out what the projects are that are most important to you and most important to your business. So really facing those fears and confronting those gaps Um, can be really beneficial in a lot of ways. I will say that I use that tactic to see if I'm obsessed with a shiny object or if it's something that is like real and should be done. 
all the time. Like my first step of like, is this a good idea is start project managing. And if I get halfway through it and I'm already tired of it, like I'm already done, I don't want to go any further. That's how I know that that was just a shiny object that I got really excited about for a minute. But walking through just the process of the project, I'm like, okay, never mind. I can move on to like the real things that I need to do. But I also love that you touched back on this idea or I'm going to wrap up what you said in the beginning with something that you talked about earlier and this idea of flexibility in project management. I feel like a lot of people can get really into like, I'm going to create this project um, sort of outline and I cannot deviate. Or if there is a hole in my knowledge, like I can't get started or whatever it may be. And you talked about this earlier in terms of the pivot, right? Of like something taking less time than you thought or more time and and learning to to pivot what it is um, that you have planned out But I also like to use this tactic in terms of things that I don't know in a project. So as I'm, you know, mapping out the course of a project, I'll get to a phase where I don't know what happens next. And that last task is like task further, (laughs) right? Or like create the rest of a plan. So I will do all the steps that I know I need to take, um, get to the place where now I know, now I know what comes next. And then I will complete the, the management of that project or like the creation of that project outline once I get to that place. And so I want to sort of debunk this idea that to, to successfully project manage, you have to know all the things, um, or you have to be really rigid in your plan because I think that project management is really most effective when you give yourself the room to pivot or otherwise be flexible, both in terms of time, but also in what you know about what happens next. I couldn't agree more with what you just (laughs) said. Being flexible and planning for strategic kind of stopping points is really important in project management and you know, when you get into uh, a project planning for, you know, checkpoints and um, decision-making points or further planning, I found is really, really beneficial because it also can be very frustrating if you have a massive project and you try to plan it out to the T day by day by day for months. Let me just tell you, Something's going to go wrong. (laughs) 100%. All the time. Every single time. (laughs) Yep. It's the only thing that you can guarantee. Something will go wrong. And if you've spent all of that time creating a rigid plan and and you think, oh, I thought of every single detail and these are the exact timelines and I'm going to plan this months in advance. You're just setting yourself up for more work in the long run because something will change, you know, things in life will happen. You'll learn more about your project or maybe you'll get, um, maybe you'll get sick and that will change your timelines completely, you know, and that's, that's okay. So being flexible with your plan or planning for, okay, you know, I'm going, just like you said, I'm going to do this part first because I know what I have to do. And then once I complete that, I'm going to stop and evaluate and adjust and re, you know, plan the next bit. Um, and that's a really productive strategy and one that we often use, especially if you're doing a project you've never done before. So if it's not just rinse and repeat and you're trying, you're in totally new territory, that's a really good way to make sure that you're not, you know, setting yourself up for disappointment in the long run um, and, and 
really making a good use of your time. So I, I totally am on the same page with that. Flexibility and pivoting is really important to any project. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, you hit on the word there that, that sort of came up for me in the beginning, this idea of disappointment. Like there is nothing more disappointing. Well, that's a lie. There's plenty of things that are more dis- disappointing, but it's incredibly disappointing to create this this long, rigid, too planned out, you know, project outline just to have reality happen, right? <laughs> and for you to have not made, uh, for you have to have not either made, built flexibility into it or for you to simply be too attached to it to go at it in the organic way that literally everything is just going to flow. HubSpot's CRM platform can help you kickstart your sales process, increase your leads, and stay connected with customers. Plus, it will scale with your business, making HubSpot the perfect tool for any creative business owner. Hear it from a real boss using HubSpot to grow their business. My name is Laura DeFranco. I'm the founder of Free Period Press, a Being Boss podcast fan and HubSpot CRM customer. It's really important to have a pulse on what's going on with our retail customers. I want to know how their customers are responding to our product, our prices, and what trends they're seeing in their shops. Even though we're working digitally, we're trying to keep our relationships as human as possible by developing real connections with store owners. We use HubSpot to track all of our wholesale accounts and prospects. We're honestly just scratching the surface in HubSpot's capabilities, but it's really nice to know that we're set up in a system that has the features we'll need as we grow. We track the contact information for all of our wholesale stockists and leads in HubSpot. There's so much data that we can add for each stockist, not just email and address, but any personal notes, the last time they ordered, or special requirements. When it's time to reach out to our accounts, we can filter so that we're sending more personalized messages to each store, and that is super helpful. My HubSpot CRM platform helps my business stay connected. Learn more about how it can do the same for yours at HubSpot.com. So I'm glad we hit on all of those things because I feel like those are some of those are probably some of the biggest blocks that that creatives experience when, you know, when thinking about project managing, especially for projects just for themselves. But I'm wondering if you have um have any sort of tips or like if you needed to change anyone's mind, especially a solopreneur who is like, why would I project manage? Um, what do you think are the biggest reasons that really any business owner should be prioritizing project management? Um, oh man, there's so many reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I would say first and foremost for your, your own time, Yeah, you know, your time is limited and valuable. You only have so much of it. Um, and when you project manage, you are just maximizing where you're spending your time and you're focusing on the things that matter most. Um, and by, you know, I know a lot of people are not like me. They're not planners with color coded calendars and that's okay. Um, so, but if it's painful for you, you know, take one painful afternoon to project plan, um, And then that gives you the rest of your time to do what you love best, to be a creative, to produce content. Just by taking that time in the beginning, you're actually opening up so many more hours for yourself um, in the future. And that in and of itself is worth it. Um, The other thing that I would say 
when it comes to people who are entrepreneurs and business owners is just looking at where you're spending your resources financially too. Um, if you don't project manage, you can have a lot of wasted, waste, just wasted finances, to be honest, because maybe your team is working on something and then you scrap it. Think of all of that time and money wasted. Um, or you're just not focused and you're not able to produce anything that's going to produce revenue for your business in the long term. Um, and you're just grinding your wheels and you're you're emptying, emptying your budget. Um, and not getting anything in return. So project management also helps you from the financial aspect of, of operating your business and making sure that you're spending your money wisely and that the work that you're doing is coming back to you so that you can continue to support uh, your vision and your, the, you know, your business, what you love doing. Yeah. I also want to add on this idea of just brain space. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think like when we start you have a business where you're adding some personal projects, you know, you're moving across the country. I don't like whatever's happening. Um, if you don't take the time to project manage, to like get all the things out, to map them out, to know, to know what needs to be done, but also along the course of a project, to know where you are in a project, especially if you have multiple people working with you, you know, you don't know if this blog post has been done or where in the, you know, process of this other project you are. And if everyone's doing their jobs or whatever it may be, even just all of those sentences, think about all the brain space <laughs> that all of those things take up if you don't have things sort of centrally located in a place where you know what needs to happen next, you know where everyone in a, is in a project, you simply know where the project is, you don't have to think about it. I mean, how many times is, you know, is anyone listening to this woken up in the middle of the night and sort of like sit up straight? Like, where is this thing that I'm doing? Like, have I done it? Did someone do it? Is it getting done? Um, I've definitely had that happen. And if it happens, I just open up our project management software and I go find the thing. And then I know, um, and it do that doesn't actually happen to me, <laughs> at least not <laughs> anymore. Um, but it take, it gives you back so much brain space to focus on your creativity, on serving your customers and clients, on doing the growth things in your business or otherwise just like sleeping <laughs> or living your life, right? When you have taken the time to project manage. And I even like in this idea of, you know, sitting down and doing the painful thing of project management, if you're that person that really struggles with this, it's it's like paying your bills, right? Like we all do things that are not necessarily fun all the time because we know how important it is to do them. Add project management to that list of things. <laughs> yeah, completely. For sure. Okay. So next question for you, I want to dive into like what it actually looks like to start cultivating a project management skill set. So I'm wondering from you, what are the top supporting skills that you identify as being important for um, for project managing? Well, first of all, I would say that, oh, it's hard. It's hard for people <laughs> to choose. So many important ones. There are. <laughs> okay, but all right, I got it. Uh, I would say first and foremost, negotiating and compromise are actually going to be some of the most important aspects of project management. 
Um, And this is something that a lot of people don't talk about. We love to talk about scheduling and planning, um, but negotiating and compromise are actually going to be really important to the success of a project um, because no matter what it is that you're looking to create, you have to have a priority, whether that be cost, time, or quality. And getting clear on what is most important to you is going to help set you up for success. Um, And I think that a lot of times where projects become frustrating or where projects fail or where team members get, um, you know, agitated in a project is when we're not willing to compromise on either of any of those things and it becomes unrealistic. So, I like to use wedding planning as a really good example of this because most people out there want to have that, you know, $100,000 beautiful wedding with all the bells and whistles and, you know, the the band and the tent and the $5,000 designer dress. But the reality is um, your budget constrains those things. So you have to decide what is most important to you at the beginning of a project and negotiate on that. Um, So you need to ask yourself always, is it cost? Is that most important here, my budget? Uh, Is it my timeline? Do I need to get this done by a certain date? Um, or, Or is it the quality of work that's produced? What's more important to you? And by having that clearly laid out at the beginning of a project, you're really going to set yourself up and your team for success because then you can have those questions like, okay, well, what's more important to you? Is it having the white roses that are more expensive or is it just having a nice array of flowers, even if those are wildflowers? It'll help you to better make decisions as you get into your project. Um, so understanding that at the beginning and being willing to negotiate and compromise will help you not be a bridezilla in your project because you'll be more realistic and that will set you up for success. And if you're working with the team, then your team uh, will be set up for success as well. The other thing that I would say is really important in project management and is going to set you up for success is having really strong communication, especially if you're working with the team or working with other people. Um, So making sure that your priorities are clear, your timelines are clear, and the expectations of your team members are really clear. A lot of times I see entrepreneurs and visionaries come in and they get the team really excited about the end goal and the end vision. And then they say, okay, go ahead and make it. And the team gets really excited and they say, okay, we're going to go do this. Great. And then, you know, a month goes by and they say, okay, we made, we made these things. We've been working really hard. And uh, you look at what your team has done and you say, this, none of this is what I had in mind. Uh, Or we have to do a lot of editing here and rework and that can put your timelines at risk. So making sure to have clear communication with your team from the onset of a project with regular checkpoints. Um, So everybody is just crystal clear on what their role is, what you're trying to create, um, and, and that you're checking in to make sure that that's actually happening before a lot of work gets done. Um, and then you say, oh, we have to actually redo this. So I would say those are, are probably going to be some of the most important skills to cultivate as you start getting into project management. 
strong communication and ability and ability to compromise um, is going to help set you up for success for sure. That is the most unexpected first one. I was, and I love it because you're totally right. Um, And what that really even plays back to is that idea of flexibility, right? Any sort of rigidity in project management is going to, it's going to mess you up. (laughs) It's going to mess you up. So that plays into that really well. And then absolutely, yes, the communication piece. So your illustration, they are so right on point. Um, I always tell bosses, Whenever they get to the phase, especially where they are just pulling other people into the project, their role even shifts to be one that their responsibility is to get out of their head everything that is in their head to the people who are assisting them. So um, so that's such a such a great second skill set as well, both of which are incredibly important. And I'm also loving that you didn't say organization, even though I know that's an important skill set, right? It wasn't organization or like the ability to color code or any of those things, just very practically negotiating slash compromise and otherwise communication. Um, Do you feel like with those things, like those are really the foundation for everything else kind of falling into place? Honestly, I do. I think that they're the most important aspect. If you understand what your priorities are in a project and you're willing to compromise when things need to shift and change, and you're able to communicate that clearly with your team, you're going to be set up for success. Color-coded timelines and calendars <laughs> aside, those are helpful tools, but they're not, they're not always necessary um, to a successful project. And, and I love to use wedding planners as a perfect example of this because I think that you know, it's a short time frame, so you can illustrate really well how this works in real time. But you can plan for the most perfect wedding and you can have all your color-coded calendars and everything, but you can't plan for the weather, someone being sick, uh, table, people not showing up and tables having to shift in real time. But what makes an excellent wedding planner is someone who's able to take what you get and make it work anyway. And the only way to do that is just willingness to compromise, to problem solve, and to communicate with the team to make sure, okay, it's raining outside. We're going to take all these chairs and we're going to move them under this pavilion here. Okay, we've got some people who called out sick. I'm going to take our beautiful table arrangements that we made months ago, and I'm going to shift some names in real time. That's what's going to actually set you up for success. So I would say it's more important in the long run. As bosses, we know the importance of testimonials, right? It's what helps your customers decide to buy you over your competition. And I know it helps you discern where to put your money too. So when it comes to deciding what move to make and how you manage the money side of your business, let me just say that FreshBooks, the easy to use accounting software designed specifically with small businesses in mind, has had over 24 million users, has 4.5 out of five stars on GitApp, and has been a favorite tool for bosses for over seven years, which means something very important. Small business owners like you really love using it, and it might be just the solution you're looking for to invoice your customers, track your expenses, and manage your books. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash beanboss to get started today. I want to look at now the parts of a project, or really 
And my question, if I'm wording this question incorrectly, run with this in whatever way you need to. But what are the parts of managing a project that you believe everyone should follow through on, even if they're working solo? Um, So there are many phases to project management that I think are beneficial for everyone to follow, whether you're working with the team or you're working solo. Um, The first phase is going to be your initiation phase. And this one is probably the most fun. This is that visionary phase. This is where you get to dream your project into life and picture, okay, what is the end result that I want to create? And what does that look like? You know, um, what are the ultimate goals of that? And that's a really fun phase that I know a lot of creative entrepreneurs like to dive into and spend the most amount of time in. And it is really important to get clear on that initiation of a project and that vision. After initiation, you should go into project planning, which is where you get more specific about the roadmap and the steps to make your vision a reality. And this is what we've been talking about a lot in this conversation. It's understanding, you know, what are the major milestones? What are the smaller steps that are needed to make my vision a reality? Um, And then you can start asking those more detailed questions about things like cost and quality and time. So do I have a budget constraint? Do I have a time constraint? Um, what am I willing to compromise on? What am I not? And are there any risks? This is another thing that's really important in planning. Is there anything that could go wrong that I can plan for now and prepare for now? You're not going to think of all your risks. (laughs) There are things that you won't, you know, you could never plan for, but it is helpful to understand that, you know, going into any project, there are always going to be some risks that you can plan for. So that's your next phase. Um, And then after that, you get to get into the fun part, which is developing your project. And this is where you get to be creative and you get to start, you know, making content and doing all of the the fun work behind it and seeing your vision start coming to life piece by piece. Uh, And then it's time for your project to go live. But there is one phase before you go live with something, which is also very important that everybody needs to do. And that's kind of your go live prep phase, which is quality assurance checking. So it's going back to your original plan and just making sure that your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. You know, you've checked for spelling and grammar and, you know, if you're like I am in in digital marketing, that your links are working and that your page isn't broken, all of those things. That's really important because if you are, you know, if you've done your quality assurance checks, you're going to, your go live phase is going to be a lot smoother. Um, And then you actually go live and, and I like to have a checklist for my go live. I like to think of this as like your clipboard phase you know, you, you go live, you make sure that everything is going according to plan, and then you monitor it a lot of the time, depending on the type of project that you do. But you might have some data monitoring that you're, you need to do, or if it's a project that lasts over a longer period of time, you're checking in and making sure that everything's going according to plan and fixing things if they break and pivoting if things aren't going to plan. Um, so that's your go live phase and then you're ready to close it out. And this is something that I think is actually really important that a lot of people don't do, 
which is the post-implementation review of a project. And even if you're working by yourself and you've done a project all on your own, I do think that this phase is really important because it's going to help set you up for success in your next project. And basically with a post-implementation review, all you're doing is reflecting on your project and how it went and thinking about what was really successful and why it was successful and how can you do that again in the future? And if things didn't go according to plan, why was that? And how could you approach that differently in the future? So it's not about you know, critiquing your project by any means. It's about learning from what you've just done so that when you go and do it again, you're even more prepared and you know where the hard sp- spots are so you can try something different. So those are the main phases for any project. And, and again, if you're working with a team or you're working on your own, I think it's really beneficial for everyone to follow those phases. Agreed. That was a beautiful outline of those phases. The one I there's one place that I want to sort of interject my experience with bosses and especially creatives or someone who may be working with a team for the first through 10th time, (laughs) I would say, (laughs) like, what are those things you, you need to learn early on? And that is this idea of the differentiation between that initiation phase and then the actual like planning phase. (laughs) And my illustration or the, the thing I want to point out here is I oftentimes am totally guilty of this, (laughs) being in the sort of dreamy initiation phase and as creatives will do, just throwing out all of the ideas, right? All of the possibilities, all of the quirky like ideas that you have about how you can do it and what it can look like and what you can include and all of these things. And then not being clear as to what's a good idea and what actually needs to happen. Because oftentimes what will happen is you'll then maybe someone else is going into that planning phase and they're like, okay, she went in here with like 47 different ideas and it's going to take us 47 years to get it done. But like, here's the plan because you weren't super clear as to like what was just spitballing, (laughs) right? (laughs) And what actually makes it into the final plan. That is one place that I see creatives getting hung up often with working uh, when working with a team is just like really embodying that visionary and forgetting to like bring it home with like, okay, those were all great ideas, but here's the four that we're actually going to implement. I'm so glad you brought that up (laughs) because that absolutely happens. All the time. All the time. (laughs) And it is really important to make that distinction between initiation and planning. Planning is also your time to call and to figure out what is a nice to have in your project and what is a need to have. Um, And this is often where during the planning stage, you have a kickoff meeting if you are working with a project manager. And this is where project managers are, are so beautiful to have is they come in and our role is to interview you basically to help you with that calling process uh, and get really clear on what is a nice to have versus a need to have. Um, so if you're working on your own, you can ask yourself those questions. Okay, what's a nice to have here and a need to have? Uh, but if you're working with a project manager, The planning phase is where your project manager actually enters the project, and then the two of you can work together and collaborate to 
to figure out the vision together. And this is, I have a list of questions that I always ask during this phase. There are a lot of them. And this is where that um, negotiating really happens, where you say, okay, is this more important to you or is that more important to you? If I had to take this project and cut it in half, what would that look like? Um, And that's a really helpful process to set you up for success. So that's where project managers can be a godsend because they can also help advise you a lot of the time, Um, especially if you're working on a project that maybe you've never done before and you hire a project manager who specialized in that area, they can help advise you for some of those things because, you know, you might say, okay, well, great. I have this book idea and I'm going to write this book. And these are all of the, I've already outlined all of the chapters and this is what it looks like. And your project manager might come in and say, okay, great. Well, I've helped with a lot of book deals in the, in the past. And um, I think we might want to cut about five chapters here. Let me explain to you why it's going to make you this book more appealing to a publisher. Um, Or they might say, Hey, If you're working on something like in the digital marketing space, you might have this whole idea of how you're going to build out this web page while you bring in a project manager who has experience working with back-end and front-end developers. And they might say to you, I can see this vision that you have and we can definitely build it, but it's going to take two months and we're going to have to hire a bunch of contractors here. Is this a must-have or is this like, a dream ultimate state, because then you can start saying, oh, you know what? I actually don't need that. And I don't need that. And I don't need that. And that's going to be very helpful for you. So yeah, planning is not just scheduling. It's also cutting back and compromising. And that's a really important distinction to make. I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) Um, It's a mess. I've caught myself in a couple of times. which is why I bring it up. But it's also something, you know, it's the plight of the creative, right? Too many ideas. Um, and I've I've several times found my team going, but like, was that just an idea? Or do you really want us to do it? I'm like, that was just, that was just an idea. Um, <laughs> and I want to add one more thing to this and this idea of thinking of projects and phases as well, or like thinking that, you know, If you need to call a couple of your favorite pieces of this one to maybe get it done within budget or within the time frame that you need or whatever, that doesn't mean that you can never have those things you had to get rid of. It may just be something that happens in phase two of the project that happens in six months or a year from now or whatever it may be. That's a really great way too of of approaching that compromise that we've been talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just going to say, we've been talking a lot about kind of more traditional project management Mm -hmm. um, styles and approaches, which I find really helpful, especially if you're new to project management. But something that's becoming more and more popular is agile project management styles, um, which really helps you to do things a little bit faster in real time uh, so that you are kind of doing things in smaller chunks and periods. So um, there's this great website, it's called scrum.org that the founders of Scrum created, which is modern day agile project management methodology. But the idea behind it is basically, you know, you can do your project in small bursts of time and do a little less is more. And then what, what you do is you take the learning from what you produce to kind of help determine 
what is next as well. So as an entrepreneur and a visionary, you may think, oh, well, I think that this is going to be the ultimate solution. And so I want to do this next part in phase two, but you release phase one of your project and realize, oh, your customers actually aren't interested in that. They want more of something else that you work towards. So you can then scrap what you thought was going to be part of your project to focus more on what your customers are looking for and what they appreciate. So that's also something to keep in mind, especially if you have a really big vision for how to approach it and how to kind of chunk down that work and focus on what your customers actually want. Perfect. That is a perfect segue into a sort of wrap-up question for us. And that is... I feel like every time we talk about project management, what people most want to know is resources and in particular, tools. (laughs) So I'm wondering, what are some of your favorite resources and tools that, um, that would help creative business owners be better project managers? Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I love a good project management software mm-hmm. that is really going to help set you up for success when you're planning and you're looking at timelines and trying to figure out steps. Um, there are so many great softwares out there. Personally, I really like Asana, but there's also Trello and many other ones that are free. Um, so I highly recommend getting a project management software. Um, and then personally, I'm a, I'm a Taurus, so I'm a bit of an analog person and I cannot tell you how much I love just a good old pen and paper, a notebook, a calendar. Um, I'm still a color code, color coded person. So highlighters and pens, I find that is super helpful, um, in any project planning, just getting kind of thoughts on paper and, and taking a look at things that way. Um, if you're not analog like me, there's also softwares out there that you can do the same thing like notepad. Um, it's really helpful, especially as you're kind of brainstorming and mapping things out. And then if you're new to project management and you're kind of wanting to learn a little bit about um, project management, best practices, and how you can get started project managing, I really love A Girl's Guide to Project Management. It's a free website. She has amazing resources. Um, She sends out weekly newsletters. So there's a lot of great content on there. And I love following her. Um, And then, like I mentioned, Scrum.org, which was created by Jeff Sutherland and his partner, who are the founders of Scrum, which is a very agile project management style. Um, I would recommend going there. And then there are plenty of other, if you just Google project management resources, there are lots of amazing resources out there available for you. So those are some of my favorites. Love some good resources. I will say we are Asana users here at Being Boss as well. We've talked about it on the show many times. They are not sponsors, but always welcome them. Uh, Huge fans. And then thank you so much for bringing up pen and paper because I feel like (laughs) oftentimes like in, you know, the Being Boss community will sort of go through like, what are, what tools are you using? And there's always that boss in the room who's just like, who holds up their notebook and almost like a, sh- a shameful look on their face. Like I just use a pen and paper. I'm like, I love that for you. Just as effective for sure. Use what works for you. Totally. <laughs> Perfect. Jackie, this has been an absolute treat. I'm so glad that you came to talk to me about project management. This is one of those topics that like, there's like one group of bosses who will just like get so excited and talk project management all day, every day. And for every one of those, there's a boss who's like, can we just not <laughs> can we just 
don't even want to talk about it. So I'm hoping that for the group, for the group that loves it, I hope this is just like ear candy of like, here's, here's, here's more project management talk. And for anyone who's in the group who can't even, I hope this has encouraged you. This has encouraged you to at least get started with a little project in your life or work to see the benefits of it. And I guess to sort of wrap us up, do you have any like words of advice or like encouragement to anyone who is in that second camp who, who is still like, but do I have to? (laughs) Totally. Um, I would say that, you know, don't think of project management like your taxes, Think of it as another creative endeavor because it really is at the end of the day. You're looking at your vision and how you can make it happen. And that is something to be excited about. It's the how you get there. And it's fun most of the time. It really can be. And it doesn't have to be a super rigid process. Like I was saying earlier, as long as you have strong communication, if you're clear on what you want to create and you're flexible, you will be set up for success. So if you start incorporating those into your project planning, maybe it'll be a little bit more fun for you. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Agree with all of that. Thank you so much, Jackie. Last question for you is what makes you feel most boss? What makes me feel most boss? Oh, that is a a (laughs) tough question. But I guess... I don't know. There's nothing like seeing a project come to completion and be a success. It is an amazing feeling to finish something and achieve your goals. That is what makes me feel most boss. Well, if that's not the testimony for project management that everyone needs, (laughs) I don't know what's going to talk you into it. Jackie, this has been a treat. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. This has been so much fun. All right, boss, because you're here, I know you want to be a better creative business owner, which means I've got something for you. Each week, the team at Being Boss is scouring the news, the best entrepreneurial publications and updates and releases of the apps and tools that run our businesses and is curating it all into a weekly email that delivers the must-know tips and tactics in the realms of mindset, money, and productivity. This email is called Brood. We brew it up for you each week to give you the insight you need to make decisions and move forward in your creative business. Check it out now and sign up for yourself at beingboss.club slash brood. That's beingboss.club slash B-R-E-W-E-D. Now, until next time, do the work, be boss.